0: Welcome in. Wow, it's been a very long time. Farzcast is back. I said it would be back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for downloading and listening to this episode of Farzcast. For those of you watching on Facebook, appreciate you guys making time for the podcast as well. My name is Farzine Vesugian. If you are a new listener, welcome in. We this podcast has been on a hiatus for quite some time. Also, I uh, got a nice little, uh, little update to the uh, podcast, so we will get into that very shortly. This podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. Uh, I have attended a few sporting events this year. I'm more of a... Watch sports from home type of person, but I like to go to some uh, events every now and then. Went to the Chiefs game at Allegiant Stadium. Went to the Chiefs Lions game at Arrowhead. Went to the Big Twelve Championship game. Went to Game Two of the Western Conference Finals in Vegas. Few games I've attended this year, all thanks to SeatGeek. Go to SeatGeek.com. The best place to get your tickets. If there's a green dot next to a ticket, that is good. You're getting the best bang for your buck. If there's a red dot next to the ticket, avoid it at all costs. In fact, if you're a new SeatGeek customer, you can use my promo code FARZINE for $20 off your first purchase from SeatGeek. That is promo code FARZINE at checkout at SeatGeek.com. All right. As you guys can see on the video version, Melody McAllister is co-hosting with me. She'll be doing a lot of these moving forward. Melody, what's going on? How are you?
1: Hey Farzid, I'm doing great. How are you? Just getting ready for Christmas.
0: Yes, it is. It is, uh, it is uh, Christmas time, of course. Well, you, we've, um, you and I, we've been texting and uh, talking on the phone uh, every uh, frequently, but we haven't done anything like this in quite some time. So it's good <laughs> to, um, it's good to do one of these. Uh, you're, you're back in the uh, in the classroom. Uh, you, you just had ugly sweater day uh, at school. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Well, holiday sweater. Some people wear ugly sweaters. Mine's pretty cute, but, um, yeah. And so, yeah, today was, I'm, I have to go to school until tomorrow. My break doesn't start until Christmas.
0: Now are the students done?
1: Today was their last day. So today. I go in tomorrow. Yeah. For, yeah. Just to close up the quarter stuff like that. But it's, it's a lot like I'm ready to collapse. Not going to lie.
0: How many kids today were <laughs> sick? Um, A.K.A. trying to uh, get an extra day of uh, Christmas break.
1: For all of my seventh graders, probably three or four, actually, not that many.
0: Now, do you believe they were really
1: sick? Do I care? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, like, if they're gone, they're gone. I don't, I care if they're sick, but if they're, I don't, I'm just not, like, irritated if they're gone.
0: Yeah, I may have uh, attempted a couple of those. Back in uh, my younger days, as they like to say, Um, I'm watching uh, Rams Saints uh, on the side. So that's why I keep looking to the side. I got a little bit of money in that one involved. Uh, are, Are you into sports betting at all? Or is sports betting legal in Alaska yet?
1: I have no idea, but I should have betted on that Super Bowl last year because I freaking called it to the second.
0: Oh, there you go. I mean,
1: I remember how we went live and I called it and everybody was like, no, 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 it's not going to happen that way. And I'm just like, have we been watching the same team? Because yes, it is going to happen this way. And I was correct. Damn! I wish I would have put some money on that one.
0: Well, there you go. Um, it's uh, you know so Missouri's taking forever on legalizing sports betting. I don't know what the issue is, but um, hopefully they figure it out soon. Uh, okay, so I always think of you. I'll
1: tell you what is legal here. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Whenever um, I know you're a huge Chiefs fan, obviously, but uh, whenever like the Chiefs play at night. I'm like always thinking like melodies, definitely like it's like late afternoon for you because um, I was in Vegas a couple of weeks ago and we were there for the Chiefs Raiders game, as mentioned, Uh, wh- when I was uh, shouting at our good friends over at SeatGeek. Uh, it was 125, which is such a weird time. Like, I'm not used to that. 125 kickoff because we have 12 o'clock games and then we have the 305 and the 325 games if you live in the central time zone. And then I was in Cancun the other week, and it was, I think the Chiefs played at 425, and it ended at like 730, which is just so weird. I'm not used to that timing. I I, I couldn't do it. I'm I'm glad I live in the central time zone. I'm really glad. Whereas for you, like, okay, so the Chiefs play at 12 o'clock Monday on Christmas. That's not like you're going to be eating breakfast and opening (laughs) presents while the Chiefs are on. Like, I don't know. That's just weird to me.
1: It was last week. I watched them when they played um the, the Patriots. Was it the Patriots last week? Yeah, it was the Patriots yeah. last week. Yeah. They it started at like nine thirty in the morning. It was weird. It was like <laughs> it was church for me. I was like, all right, this is my church. Okay, here we go. I
0: I mean, if if the if that is church for you, yeah, I mean, say some sort of a prayer church. for our wide receivers, please.
1: Oh my gosh. I'll tell you what, um, who did we when we played the Bills, was that two weeks ago? My son yeah. was so upset at the last minute. He was on the ground praying for sure. But no, like I usually go to brunch on Sunday and then I, you know, I watch the game later. So, but I had brunch. I just door dashed it and I ate it and watched the game and, you know, yeah, it was good. It was good. Better than church for sure. <laughs>
0: Robert says, try watching at 3 a.m. I've said this so many times because we get a lot of like international commenters, people who are from the UK, Australia, Australia. Um, Japan, uh, and, and we also have some people uh, who follow the page and interact with me, who, um, those who are serving, uh, and much appreciated to those who do that, especially this holiday season away from their families. Um, and I, I give so much credit to people who live overseas. I mean, you either have to stay up late or you wake up early, and I'm sure a lot of those people go to work, you know, the next morning. I could not imagine doing that. That that would be insane.
1: Yeah dedication but chief's kingdom all over the place i'll tell you what here in alaska i don't know if you guys i'm in alaska and when i see chief's kingdom anywhere i will shout those people out like hey um you know we we are like we're instant friends and i get so excited i probably embarrass my husband because i'm like oh my god you're a chief's like yes so that we just you know start talking so yeah i love seeing it everywhere in the airport gosh if i see a chief's hat or something i'm just yeah it's exciting
0: um, do you ever watch uh, MMA or UFC? I don't think you do.
1: Every once in a while, but like when we're invited to a, a pay-per-view game or so That's right. That's pay-per-view sometimes, right? Yeah, so, sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah. They usually do it like once a month. Um, there was a huge fight recently. Um, but the pay-per-view portion was actually bad, but everything that was before that, which is the, the prelims, which are generally free on ESPN or wherever, um, they were awesome. I mean, you saw knockouts. You saw two badass chicks going at it. Uh, And no one knew who was going to (laughs) win until the judges read the scorecard. But um, there's a fighter named Colby Covington, who is a phenomenal fighter, a very good fighter. Uh, And then I think it was like 2017 or 2018. The UFC was like going to cut him, even though he only had one loss, because apparently he's too boring of a fighter. So he got on the microphone in Brazil after he won. And he just, you know, started saying, you know, not so nice things to Brazilians in the crowd. And then he just, like, went all, you know, weird with his character, I guess is what a lot of people are calling it. He's constantly, like, shouting out Donald Trump, which is fine. Like, have whatever politics you want. But every single time he gets interviewed about something, he's like, I'm going to make the welterweight division great again. I'm going to make the UFC great again. Just like how Donald Trump is going to make the UFC great. It's like, dude, you are building this character through a politician. And here's – so this past week when – The UFC had their fights Uh, in the press conference. He mentions his opponent's father, who was murdered at a bar many years ago when Leon Edwards, the champion, uh, was 13 years old. And a lot of people that rub people the wrong way. And he's obviously doing that for entertainment. So he talks all this shit and he looks horrible on Saturday and then. In the octagon, when Joe Rogan's interviewing him, he goes, oh, yeah, I was ring rust. I haven't fought for a year and a half. And then in the press conference, he says, what does he say? He says, oh, um, the judges don't like me. Then he goes to Fox <laughs> News and he says, oh, the judges didn't give me the fight because I support Donald Trump. It's like, no, you the judges have awarded <laughs> you many fights. Um, then he goes on a podcast <laughs> He's a clown. It's a leg injury. It's like, dude, you lost. Come on.
1: Yeah. He sounds like some of my seventh graders that just can't accept reality. But they're seventh graders. You know what
0: I mean? It's almost like when the Chiefs win, everyone just comes up with like reasons why they shouldn't have won. It's like, oh, boy.
1: Well, I like your attitude of, you know, sometimes the refs are in our favor, sometimes they're not, but honestly, yeah. if you're going to win the game, you're going to win the game. I I believe that and that kind of keeps me out of my head. I used to get so bent out of shape, so butt hurt when they lost. And now I'm just like, you know what? When they do lose, when they come back to win, it feels better. Cuz I don't like watching teams like I I um I love um Alabama cuz my husband's from Tuscaloosa, so I watch Alabama. I when I do watch college football anyway, yeah, and, um, but when they are always winning, 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 and nobody gives them any competition, those are the boringest games ever. I can't even stay with them or whatever. Um, somebody asked me what the game day food is in Alaska. Is that okay if I answer that?
0: Yeah, sure. Go ahead.
1: Robert asks, um, what is our game day food? I just want you to know that I'm from Missouri. So like, if you're living in Missouri, everything like chips and dip, nacho cheese, whatever, if it's, if it's terrible for you, it's it's good for, you know what I mean? Potato skins, um, any finger foods. I love that. Um, that's what I eat here in Alaska. I'm not Alaska and I've only been here, um, you know, all going on five years. So I'm still very Midwestern. And the older I get, the more I miss the Midwest. So thanks for asking, Robert. Uh,
0: you, I think we were texting about a month or two ago. You were, I think you, you were just like really tired because you went like hiking or something like that for like several hours. Oh my
1: God. Yes.
0: Well, okay. I see. I've heard for so many years, like even before, like you, you started living there uh, about the scenery in Alaska. I say, I'm wanting to do more hiking trips um, more like, cause I'm always like going to the city or the beach and th- that kind of stuff is nice. Don't get me wrong, but I kind of want to like shake things up and I've gotten into hiking in like the last two years. Um, and I definitely want to um, I- experience more scenic views is what I'm saying, essentially. Like, what's Alaska's scenic view like?
1: Oh, gosh, it's incredible. And I will tell you that there are times where I feel like I'm in another country. Or Sometimes I'm driving down the road and it looks like the United States in a lot of ways, but then other times I'm just like, it feels, when we leave Anchorage, when we go to another city, because, you know, they're all spread apart, you feel like you're in another country. It is incredible. The views are like... If you if you, what is that channel the nature channel is that what it's called like it is like that yeah. and i when when we went with the school because every year um every grade level they they go um, up this mountain about two miles or whatever and i thought i was gonna die this year but i did <sighs> make it and i had like all these seventh graders like cheering me on and i was the very last person to to reach the top and i couldn't believe i did it y'all but it's like it's like you can see the ocean from where we are you know and and we're it's just it's incredible it's also like the fall and and all the colors and like i don't know. it's very magical and um again i feel like i'm in another country when i do this and uh it's it was worth it it was worth all the pain and going down i fell right smack on my butt so uh, it was and i'm older so that hurt for a while but it was worth it i'll tell you what just but like, my husband can do it very easily. He's, you know, a hiker. He will go. You you have to acclimate yourself to it. Yeah. I tried this last year, and I made it about halfway up. This year, I made it all the way, so that was pretty cool.
0: Um, you, uh, You've you been traveling a lot this year, I feel like.
1: Well, I have slowed down in my traveling um, since I went back um, into the classroom. I'm going to start traveling again in February, and then I'm going to go back. Um, yeah, I go to different conferences. But, yeah, yeah, I've, I've been all over the place for the last couple of years. And it's been super fun.
0: What do you use in Alaska Air, Southwest, American?
1: Yeah, I use Alaska Airlines. Alaska, okay. um, I am dedicated to Alaska Airlines. And then I love Delta. I do not like American Airlines. They are not my favorite. I do not like Southwest. When I lived in Texas, I was a Southwest person all the way. But now that I'm like uh, flying first class with Alaska Airlines, forget Southwest. Forget any, yeah, for... forget any airline where you have to stand in line to pick your seat. F all of that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Loyalty programs are where it's at. I um, Last Christmas, we went to my cousin's and we flew to California and I didn't take the thing off to, um, where it automatically upgrades you. And so for like three out of the four legs to California, I was first class and my husband was so upset. He's like, if roles were reversed, you would be so mad if I because we have five kids for those of you who have no idea who I am both my husband and I, we have five kids together and they were all sitting in the back of the plane and I was first class and he was so aggravated and he's right. If roles had been reversed, I would have been so pissed. I did try to give up one leg to him, but it turns out that nobody got me anything for Christmas. So I said that that was my gift for Santa. So,
0: well, there you go. Um, you heard what happened to Southwest recently, right?
1: Oh, I don't know. There's lots
0: of things. Well, that's, that's a good point. Uh, They got fined. I think it was $143 million for the amount of delays that they just had going on. Oh my God. I can speak to this because when I was leaving Vegas, I had a flight that was scheduled for 9 45 AM. Now there was this weird thing um, that happened where it kept like emailing you and sending you notifications. Your flight's been pushed back three hours. Oh no. It's now back to normal three hour delay back to normal three hour delay back to it's like okay um this is annoying and i was just like what's going on and the um gate attendant was informing us that there was a plane coming in from california i forgot what city um and they that that plane had yet to take off because a bird apparently like went inside the plane or some shit and they had to clean that up which was all actually bullshit because we actually found out later through other passengers that the pilot never showed up on time. So that was what the delay was. Um, uh, a flight that I was supposed to board at 945 and get home at like 245 ended up like being, I think we didn't board until like three or four o'clock. So I didn't get home until 10 o'clock at night, which sucks because I live, I live way far from the airport, but um guess it was on my flight. You will not believe who was on my flight. And I did not recognize him at first. Like, he actually, like, walked right in front of me, and I completely did not notice. Wait,
1: wait, wait. And he was flying southwest? Yes. Is this a celebrity?
0: Um, In Kansas City, probably.
1: Okay, okay, okay. George Brett?
0: Uh, no. Uh, I mean, oh. George Brett's a big deal. Uh, this guy is... Probably like one tier below George Webb, but it was Carl Peterson, former uh, general manager of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I was like,
1: I would uh, not never have guessed Carl Peterson in a million years. Yeah,
0: he had a pro football Hall of Fame hat on. Um, I seriously did did not like even notice. I didn't give it like any attention whatsoever. And I was kind of surprised because when he was at the um, at the gate or not the gate, the uh, baggage claim area, nobody approached him. Nobody approached. I, I was kind of surprised. Like I know things did not end well with him in Kansas city, but he, I, I think truly to this day, like he is the reason why we have the culture that we have in Kansas city. If, if it wasn't for him and Marty Schottenheimer, we don't have Ugh, the culture Marty. that we have today. We don't No way.
1: my God rest. Yeah. Yeah. Marty Schottenheimer. He was the coach when I was growing up and he was, I, I had his and, and Lynn Dawson. Yeah. Um, I have their, I remember our youth group, we went to um, when they were coming out of the plane, when they were coming back from an away game, and we got their autographs. And I was awesome. yeah, so excited to. Yeah. So did you approach them?
0: No, I, I was just too tired. Um, plus, I was like in sweatpants and a hoodie and I had not shaved. I just looked like a bum. And <laughs> so definitely not approaching anyone looking like that. Um, did you did you by the way, you mentioned Len Dawson uh, and that obviously the chiefs um, the team that he was a part of. Did you hear about Ed Buddy? the offensive guard who passed uh-uh. away. Yeah, he passed away. Um, and that was a sad one for me personally, because Ed Buddy uh, was one of the, one of the very first hall of famers I ever interviewed. He's in the chiefs hall of fame. He's done the pro football hall of fame, which I think is criminal. Um, but I am kind of realizing like over like the past year and a half, we lost Len Dawson. We lost Otis Taylor. We lost Ed Buddy um, guys who were like, a very instrumental part of that chiefs offense in the, um, in the late sixties, taking the team to two Super Bowls, winning one, obviously beating the Vikings. Um, it's just kind of sad, you know, obviously, you know, time is moving on and, and I kind of realized something too about this melody. Cause like, I, I don't know why, like as a kid, I never had a, a, an appreciation for history. And I wish I did at the time today. It's like, I completely have a, a very strong appreciation for that, whether it's sports history, um, Political history, well, whatever the case is, because um, a lot of the people who were playing in the NFL in the 60s and 70s, um, a lot of them are, are gone, unfortunately. Not very many of them are left, so it's like the people who did watch at the time, those people, some are still around, but in a few years, they won't be around either no one's going to be able to tell the story of what they saw, you know, whether it was in person or on TV. And kind of made me realize, like, this Patrick Mahomes era that we have, there's going to come a point where um, no one's going to be around to tell the story of what they saw in person for Chiefs games back then. Um, that, it, it's a shame that, you know, I kind of that discovered it that way.
1: Man, you just took a dark turn.
0: I know. But I do think, Jeez, like...
1: Happy Holidays. <laughs>
0: I do think it's kind of important for like a lot. The NFL does a great job with like their documentaries on NFL films and whatnot. I do wish a lot of that was made more available often, but um, I don't know. Uh, another thing that kind of made me realize Dan Shanka, super, super nice guy. He used to be a scout for the Chiefs uh, when Dick Vermeil was here, and he also scouted for Andy Reid in Philadelphia. Um, he's got a lot of great stories to tell. I remember we were talking about that when Gail Sayers passed away because he and I both have experience Um uh, with Gail Sayers. He he, he's, he had done far more with Gail than I did, but I, I just interviewed Gail my senior year of college. So, um, and the stories he's always shared on my podcast over the years just kind of made me realize like, wow, a lot of the people who watched the NFL back then, you know, they've always had a lot of great stories to tell. Anytime like someone shares a story about the Chiefs back then, I'm, I'm like, put my hands down, open my ears, I'm listening. I want to hear it. Give it to me.
1: That's right. I want to, this fan right here, this fan, Andrea Cook, she could tell you stories too she's and she has seen the Chiefs. she's she travels to see the chiefs wherever they are if she's there she's gonna go see them and she's had some viral videos so uh, andrea it's good to see that you are watching but yeah and, and you know i have mad respect for you farzine because you know i grew up watching the chiefs but like you are dedicated you know all these things like i know lynn dawson i, know I don't know names.
0: everything
1: you know these like nooks and cr- nooks and cranny of everything that's that's pretty awesome i Like, some of these names, I don't know who they are. Does that make me less of a Chiefs fan? Yes. No. Compared to you, I feel it does.
0: I I mean, listen, like, there are a lot of people, uh, like, okay, so my family, for instance, uh, I mean, they're they're big Chiefs fans, but can they name you who Eco Boy Doe is? No, but does that make you less of a fan? No, of course not. I mean, uh, listen, how many people, if you're going to shame someone for not knowing, like, An offensive lineman or a third stringer. I'll be honest, like a lot of these guys, um, especially the positions we don't talk about the most or a lot of the backups. I would not know if I was like behind them at a grocery store or something. Um, I remember um, Eric Fisher after he left the Chiefs. uh, It was like the bye week for the Indianapolis Colts. So I saw him at first watch. Um, just having breakfast and nobody approached him. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure a couple people noticed him, but he's an offensive lineman. Offensive linemen don't get that kind of glory. So, you know, you'd be surprised and how many people just wouldn't know certain names or certain faces of football players.
1: Do you feel like you would know all of the starters, like if you saw them in public?
0: Uh, I'd say about 80% of them. Wow. Yeah. And
1: then you don't, but you don't approach them if you see them
0: uh it, it depends where i am um like if they're at a grocery store like not doing anything important yeah i might approach them i've done it before um but if they're like at a restaurant what do they say oh uh, you
1: approach him at this uh
0: i'm i once uh, the most recent one was tom bahali he was like super cool about it a couple people approached him um I, you know what's funny? I just realized I got approached today at the gas station. Of all places, the gas station. Um someone goes You got approached? Yeah, someone goes, "Hey, are you the guy who does the podcasts? Chiefs podcast?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, what's up, dude?" Um his name was Kyle. So, shout out to Kyle if he's watching, but um yeah, I, I get That's approached so every once in a while. Um not doing anything important, but Uh, It does happen. Um, Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Nobody
1: has recognized me in public. Nobody (laughs) has recognized
0: me. (laughs) I was on a plane once. I think it was from Vegas. Um, This is several years ago. And a woman goes, are you the guy who does all those uh, Chiefs live videos on Facebook? I'm like, nope, not me. And she's like waiting for the line to move on. And she's been there for like a long time. And I felt like an asshole. I'm like, no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's me. So she she just punches me right in the arm and like jokingly goes, I'm going to unfollow you. And then was like, I think she <laughs> like commented on my uh, post like right away after that. So um, no, I've had unfollow you? I don't know. Maybe I, I probably deserved it
1: totally i love it when people say they're gonna unfollow you you always are like okay, <laughs> like, go ahead unfollow me
0: <laughs> i'm like thanks for commenting and adding to that as like total engagement uh doing like me one last favor before you unfollow um it's
1: right, almost like i'm leaving farzeen
0: it's, it's almost like calling your um your ex-girlfriend who's with someone else and you're just like i never wanted to be with you anyway like um, I love, I love like when you, um, post something or block someone, um, people will be like, Oh, you were never worth following in the first place. I remember I, um, I blocked someone who was just like, this was several years ago. I don't know why I remember this. Um, just like going at it with everybody and saying vulgar shit. Um, and I don't really block people anymore, just spammers. And I blocked this person. They send me two emails, um, And the name of the email was, you can quote me on that, uh, if you can believe that. And basically, this person said that they were going to drag me out through the Internet and uh, that I was silencing them and that I was taking away their First Amendment rights and all kinds of weird (laughs) shit. Um, I'm like, (laughs) I I didn't say anything, obviously, because that's not worth my time. But in my head, I'm like, why are you emailing me? What what, what, what do you what do you gain from this?
1: That's where I come in. I am trying to help our future generations not be ignorant. And here I want to tell you something, Farzine. When Facebook came out, social media became big. I was in my mid-20s when, like, MySpace, maybe my young twenty, like 23, 24, mid-20s, when MySpace started coming out and getting bigger, um, like, we didn't know how to navigate social media. I used to be so petty that if you piss me off, I would unfollow you. I would unfriend you. I remember being mad when I wasn't in somebody's top five and they were in my top five. Oh, I know. Like, listen, some people, I think they just don't have the skills to handle social media. And some people just shouldn't be on social media because they're going to use it. They're going to weaponize social media as much as possible. But I will tell you that not everybody understands how to navigate that. And, you know, they just... Is, they're, they're just hurt people like, you know, not that you need to answer them or they're, they're just a little bit insane. Honestly, if they go to that length to like tell you that you're silencing them, like that is crazy, a little psychotic. Um, But I, I not that I want anybody to like, you know, at me for this or anything, but we, some of us, we still are trying to navigate social media. You know, we weren't, this isn't our first language. I don't know. That's my two yeah. cents.
0: No. Well, well, I think the thing with like trolls and too, um, is, like, if you give into to that stupid shit, then, like, you're kind of giving them what they... Because, I okay, so I've criticized Brittany Mahomes on this. And I think... Listen, I mean, Not have whatever Brittany. opinion you want. But I think she gives way too much attention to haters sometimes. I'm like... Because I think the other day on her Instagram story, she's like, oh, we have so many rude people here. You need to leave my page. I'm like, why are you acknowledging these people? That is exactly what they want from you. Um... Yeah. Even like, and I don't do this often anymore, but I remember like years ago when I used to respond a lot, which is not a good thing to do. Um, now I'm, it's impossible to keep up with every single comment on social media. Um, but back then I would respond so frequently. And looking back, I'm like, why did I do that? Even like right after uh, responding to people, I'd be like, man, what did I gain from this? Um, and, and Pat McAfee, I don't know if you listen to his show or watch any of his YouTube clips. He does a great job with his uh, his podcast or radio show, uh, whatever you call it. Now he's on ESPN. But he said something several years ago. He's like, listen, I used to block people. Now I'm just like, I don't care. I mean, they're just words on a screen or on a, a tablet, phone, whatever. And he's absolutely right. Like, I, and I, I'll, I'm not going to get into the details, but there used to be someone in sports media, more like behind the scenes, who had some choice of words for me on twitter i don't know why like i i don't even know the guy and i actually ran into him uh in like the production room at the royals once i'm like hey uh you've had some choice of words for me is there anything you want to say like now that we're face to face not a single word
1: that (laughs) was very brave of you i'm impressed i mean no no no, was nothing
0: brave about it it's just you know i just wanted to have a conversation would
1: avoid that Here's the thing I I like that you have gotten to a point where you don't care what people say, but I don't know that most people can do that there's a part of us that are people pleasing and, you know, let's face it. Like I like attention. I'm not going to deny that. I like putting a good selfie up there and getting the applause or whatever. Um, and Brittany likes that too, or else she wouldn't be putting that up there. So I think it takes, you know, some um, time and some wisdom and to, to get to that point where you realize it's just people and you don't need to live for them or they, they really, it doesn't matter, but, but you have to get to that mature level. I mean, what really aggravates me is all the haters for Taylor Swift. I mean, I have seen some really oh, stupid Jesus. comments lately about how she's keeping back Travis Kelsey or she, or she needs to let him shine. Are you effing kidding me? That like, she, she's the best thing that ever happened to him. You know, I mean, like let him live. And if you like Travis Kelsey, let him have some fun. Let like, yeah, stop seriously. acting like you have any say on his romance, you know, his romantic life. Like let him have, you know, it's just crazy how much people think that their opinion matters, number one. Yeah. That their opinion actually matters. Number two, that they should be saying that kind of stuff. Like he is, like Travis Kelsey is here just to entertain us, you know? Or Patrick Mahomes too. Like like they can only live as much as we are pleased by them. And when something, oh, we don't like Taylor Swift, so blah, blah, blah. I mean, that is so ridiculous to me. I, There, there was one lady that commented on one of the Chiefs pages and she's like, if, if Taylor Swift really loves Travis Kelsey, she just needs to get back and let him shine. And I'm just like, I, I did put this. I put weirdest comment ever. And I know that I shouldn't have put that, but I just thought, lady, like, are you are you for real? Like, what? what? Are we on the same planet? But I, I don't understand the haters for Taylor Swift.
0: See, here's my thing. I don't disagree that they overdo it by putting her on TV. But at the end of the day, it's like, okay, how many... Like, how many minutes of football do you miss because they showed her? Like, how many touchdowns have you missed? How many actual, like, action of football? And, like, by the way, like, you know this just as well as anyone else. Like, there's a lot of negative shit happening in our world. How many many people have been hurt because of this whole Taylor Swift thing? So, you you know, um, I think a lot of people just need to calm down. Here's the funny thing, and uh, I'm sure you've seen this. There are a lot. Of, like I'll post something Taylor Swift related. Like I think I, I just posted uh, recently. She like tipped um, some of the workers at Gillette Stadium, yeah. and I think a lot of the Patriots fans love that because you know it's someone from a, a a celebrity fan of the opposing team doing a favor for a Bostonian. You know, um, and then yeah. th- there were a bunch of comments who were like, "Who cares? Why is this coming up on my feed, buddy? The reason this is coming up on your feed, even though you don't follow me." is because there is a thing called the algorithm and the more you comment who cares on every single Taylor post Swi- uh, Th- Taylor Swift post you see it's going to keep coming up because you keep commenting uh, on this shit me personally and Taylor
1: Swift she listen, she's not just a celebrity she's a freaking like she's times person of the year like she's not just some like B-rated oh, don't, person not don't Swift get people started
0: on that
1: She's huge And, you know, I have resisted her like I like some of her songs. I've never been a major fan. Now, my middle daughter absolutely adores her. And so I've listened to her more. And we went to see the Eras movie, you know, last month, finally in the theater. And she's great. Like, I have mad respect for anybody that can actually um, do what she's done. And Beyonce and her like they're they're tight, like they're supporting each other. And, you know, she is using her celebrity for good. So anyway, I love Taylor Swift. I love it that she and Travis Kelsey have found something together. I hope that they they last forever personally.
0: But. Oh, that would piss off a lot of people. Um, <laughs> for for funny reasons. But hold on, I have a question. This eras I, I'm not like a big Taylor Swift. I think I only know. honestly, I only could like recognize four or five of her songs., um, uh, so I'm not a Swifty. but I know, I know. Uh, but but I have a question. this eras tour movie or whatever it's called. What is that? Is that like a movie of just for concert?
1: concert. It is like, I'm not going to lie. I was like, am I going to last through this? It's like almost three hours of a concert. I don't know how any person can do that. That is a long ass time to sing. Okay. And dance and costume changes and set changes. Oh, that part's impressive. It was incredible. It was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. It's like nothing that I have ever seen in real life. And I just, I mean, like she's doing this all over the place. She's an athlete. And the people that are on her stage with her are athletes. So but hold that.
0: on. Hold on. Is, is it like a documentary about her concerts or is it just no! a concert?
1: It is a concert. It is a freaking concert. Yes. <laughs> and I'm telling you. Who goes I was to gonna see last. that?
0: A lot of people. Are evident- I, I said, who uh, goes it, to see that? But evidently a lot of people.
1: We didn't see it for two. Like it's been in the you know theaters for what, two months or since October. We didn't even see it till November, probably early, like the last week of November. And there was still like a crowd in there. Not like it was sold out or whatever, but there was still a, a larger group of people. Like I didn't get my choice seating because there was quite a few people in there.
0: I saw a clip. And I on- love
1: that. Because, listen, I live in Alaska. Taylor yeah. Swift isn't coming to Alaska anytime soon. Maybe in 30 years she'll come to Alaska. But right now, this is the best damn seats I can get to Taylor Swift with my daughter. Okay, okay
0: that I can understand. Okay, fair enough. Um, uh, I lost my train of thought what I was going to say. Um, I, I don't even know what I was going to get at. Um, it was something very important I was, I was going to say, too. I'm mad. Um, oh, shit. Right. I'll remember it later. I remember yeah, later. What, what what is it like having five kids for the holidays?
1: <laughs> I've oh always wanted to
0: ask you this.
1: Oh. Okay, I'm gonna be truthful with you because three of my kids have birthdays in December. So, um, so December 6th is my daughter that loves Taylor Swift, and then on December 12th, my oldest and my youngest have the same birthday. And honestly, it goes back to very how very routine my husband and I are. It's true. Um, it, it, it is crazy and we never want our kids to feel like we neglected them their birthdays because of christmas so we've really really always tried to make sure they have a regular birthday um and so we are freaking bankrupt i mean i'm not lying like we are in so much debt by the time december is over like january february oh my god we're just like you know trying to save all this money or whatever it's hard i've done better this year i started i started buying gifts so that it wouldn't be all down to the last minute. Um, I have been you know, kind of depressed lately. I just finally came out of that. So we just put our tree up two days ago. And I was like, Mac, if we don't put our tree up, it's like less than a week away from Christmas. You know, Our kids, they want the tree up. I know we're tired, we gotta put the tree up. And it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure to make sure that everybody has like around the same amount of gifts that nobody's gonna feel like they're left out. It's a lot of pressure not to overdo it because, you know, we are a large family and we don't want to go in debt for Christmas and nobody should, but I'm not going to lie. Sometimes we have my friend, Andrea is watching. She's got a lot of kids too. She would probably back me up on this, but like, it's hard once you get like past three, four kids, you know, it's the bills start racking up and, and I don't want my kids to ever feel like they're entitled, but I think sometimes they do act like that and I have to rein them you know, back or whatever we'll see this Christmas, you know, it's, we traveled last Christmas and we weren't going to go all out because just the flight to California was so ginormous with seven people. Yeah. And so we're like, that's our Christmas. But then we were at my cousin's house and all her kids, they were opening presents and I was, or they were going to, and I was like, you know what? I don't want my kids to be watching other kids, not, you know, and not feeling like they can open presents. So I ended up buying everybody presents. Nobody got me a present. That's why I said Santa gave me first class tickets back home. But, um, it was, it, and my husband are like, we're never doing this again. We're never going to fly during Christmas. We're just going to be at home. So this year, we're literally leaving like two days after Christmas um, to go visit family. And um, because it's just, it's so, it's so hard. And then, of course, trying to travel back with all this stuff. And I'm going to tell you, like, kids are interested in their new things for like three hours and then it's over. And you, you wonder, why did you go freaking crazy? trying to get them. I remember when my youngest was right. He was just a few days from being born and it was black Friday. And I'm like, okay, I have to get all of them. I have to get my two December birthdays done because I'm going to have this baby and I'm not going to be able to do any shopping. And I, and I just, I will never forget just the feeling of pressure of trying to get all of their birthday presents. And we, I couldn't even think about getting Christmas presents until we got their birthdays out of the way. And now it's three birthdays. So it's crazy. That's how it is.
0: Um, I can relate to that part of it a little bit because my mom's birthday is, you know, just a few days before Christmas. And then my dad's birthday is right after Father's Day. So I always, always have that little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know what you're talking about there. I know what you're talking sure, about. Sure
1: you do because you birthed them. All yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Out. Not like that. You know
1: exactly what I'm talking about. It's so close. I get, I get so
0: what close. where you're coming from in a sense.
1: Okay. I, I'll I'll agree with that. That's cool.
0: What is the weather like where you are right now?
1: Uh, I can I say the f word?
0: You can. I wish it's you, effing I, cold. Well, first okay. of all, you can say gonna, that.
1: It's thirteen degrees right now. Um, I will tell you, it's not even really the chill that drives me crazy. It's that the sun had did not rise this morning until ten fourteen a.m. and the sunset was at three thirty nine p.m. Oh Jesus! That's what kills me. That's why it looks so dark. Like, it's the same amount of dark as you, and I am three hours behind you. But, yeah.
0: See, I've always wondered that. I remember um, of all shows, I was watching an episode of Cops, and it was, I think it was, like, 3 a.m.? I can't remember, 3 a.m. or 3 p.m. It was probably 3 a.m., and the sun was out.
1: Oh, my God. Like, in Alaska? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, and I was just telling Mac this the other day because we cause, you know, when it gets really bad on the roads, I make him drive me to work because I it's crazy here. It's it's really bad. Um, and I was telling about the dark. I'm like, it is so dark right now because we're driving up to school. He's taking me and dropping me off, and it's like 8 a.m. and it looks like it's you know midnight. And I'm just like, it's so weird to have this darkness when we know the flip side of that is to have all this light and for it to be so light all the time and you just it's it, it really messes with your head like how yeah. can it be so dark and then the opposite of be so light and if you've never experienced it i don't know how to describe it to you it is surreal
0: interesting interesting <laughs> no no I, i'm like fascinated by it because like obviously like uh, i don't know that, that kind of thing is just weird to me um the fact it that is, there will be sunlight weird at like the weirdest times it's dark at the weirdest times
1: it doesn't matter how long i've been here so far it still is surreal for me to have like so in the summertime when it's all light and then the dark hours are just barely dark you know it that is surreal and then the opposite like right now when there's light out it's not fully like day. you know what i mean like it's still very dusky i mean there are days when the sun shines but they're so few and far between that it's yeah it can be depressing honestly i have to i struggle a little
0: what's the hottest you've experienced in uh (laughs) alaska
1: the the first when uh, the first summer that we were here in 2019 um they had like all these it was crazy they had all these um forest fires around us and um it was nuts so we had that going on and we had record temps they i don't think it ever hit 100 where i am but it was in the nineties and they, I don't have oh, an AC wow. in my house. There's no oh. air conditioners here, you know? And, and, and that's Shit. like in Maine too. A lot of the, yeah, there's no AC. And so I remember I was in Philadelphia for a conference and I was flying home during the day. And usually I have these red eye, cause it's hard not to fly red eyes to Alaska. You just get that kind of, yeah. Trap. and I remember seeing all the fires happening below. Right. And it, and it felt hot. And when we landed, I mean, the, when we were, waiting to get off the tarmac. It was so oppressive. It was so hot. And I remember the first thing I said to my husband, please tell me that you bought fans. I was like, please tell me. And he, he's like, no. And by the time we got to the store, there were no fans left. None. Oh geez. So I had, I had to order fans off of Amazon and put them together. That was our first summer. And I remember we left the windows open and every morning it, it smelled like barbecue because of all the forest fires that were around us now in Fairbanks, which is not so close to the ocean, you know, it's more, you know, in- insular, I guess you could say they get, they get like negative 35 temps on average in the winter time and they'll get in the hundreds in the summertime.
0: That's insane. So
1: they have like, like pull Yeah. It's, it is insane.
0: I've always wondered like what, how, how, hot it would get in Alaska. That's crazy. No AC.
1: It, it doesn't. Well, like businesses definitely do like Walmart does. Um, I would say that, for me, it never feels like that's the hottest it's been, but it's not generally like that. It generally feels like spring. Like our summer here feels like spring to me. Like you don't always want to wear shorts. Um, the kids do because they don't care. But I, of course, I lived almost 20 years in Texas. So I moved from Missouri to Texas. And I'm used to really, really hot summers and I love really hot summers. And so I've always felt a little disappointed that we never, we usually stay within the sixties and seventies throughout the summer. That's about it.
0: What part, remind me what part of Texas you were at? It was,
1: I was in, I was, I was in Dallas County. I was in the DFW area.
0: Yeah. That's what I would call Dallas Fort Worth area. I don't know why I just remember this, but I think the last time you did a podcast with me, we were talking about um, the bowling coach for Stephen F. Austin or like the assistant coach um, oh. Steve Lemke was his name, and he like hooked up with um, a member of the bowling oh team because it was a, it was a girls' yes. bowling team. And plot twist: the head coach was his is his wife. Are they like? Hold on, I I want to see if there's an update on this story. Steve Lemke, um, his like justification was insane. It's like, oh, you you know, there's no law against this. Yeah, I I googled his name and went to news yeah nothing uh before june 21st um that poor woman. yeah i know hold on let me go to Stephen f austin's even f austin bowling team like how do you explain that to said, your like, kids
1: he worked so hard remember he said like if it weren't for him that they wouldn't be as good as they were or something like like he didn't he practiced with his team and his wife didn't even pay him wasn't that what it was like? He was like so good yeah, against something like that. his wife.
0: He is uh, the wife he ran, is he still, ran all
1: the practices.
0: The wife is still on the team. He is no longer an assistant coach, according to Stephen F. Hawson's Facebook page. Or uh, um uh uh athletics page.
1: Mm. Well, good for her. Yeah. Hopefully hopefully he's gone. Hopefully she got smart.
0: Hopefully. This
1: some spring cleaning the last time we did this together i was in charleston south carolina and it was freaking hot it was so hot and um if you don't if you remember the thing had just gone down the little um the submarine had just exploded underwater or imploded whatever do you remember that's when we last talked
0: oh yeah i remember that that was yeah we, we discussed a lot of interesting topics that day
1: and we were so judgmental i sometimes cringe when i think about what we said not me. <laughs> I do. I cringe.
0: Um <laughs> gosh, that was weird. Yeah, cuz that was everybody was talking about the the submarine mm-hmm. thing. And it's just like
1: mm-hmm.
0: I don't know. It, it was operated by a knockoff PlayStation 3 controller. So, I don't know, man. You you, you kind of got you got what you paid for.
1: Ugh, that's very cringeworthy right there yeah that is we're getting canceled even if they made mistakes yeah we're
0: getting canceled (laughs) uh oh by the way i don't mean to brag but i have not been to the gym in four weeks and i've been traveling i've been super duper busy i'm down 16 pounds
1: yay very good very good i am very proud of you
0: somebody was i don't
1: know if i'm up or down
0: Somebody was asking me, they're like, how do you do it? And I was actually in Mexico. Um, Drinking like a fish? uh, I wish. Uh, um, What?
1: Every picture I saw of you, you were like.
0: uh, Oh, trust me. There are a lot of pictures you did not see. Um, Hold on one second. Let me see if I can get um, a picture. uh, Bear with me. Because I was hospitalized.
1: Oh, that's right. I hope you're feeling better. Oh, no, that's I why am. you lost so much weight.
0: Uh, no, it's, that's actually not. It's
1: because no. you had super bad diarrhea. That is why you are down. So that will okay. clean you out.
0: We don't have to, like, you know, TMI <laughs> everything. Um, it was only for, like, two days. But, no, yeah, I, I was that dehydrated.
1: Was yes.
0: Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get into that in a moment. But uh, I was doing a live stream, and I had a burger and a hot dog with me. But I didn't eat the bread. Um, you know, carbs. I mean, right. it's great, but man, they're, they're also like, you know, there's a lot of calories in there. The calories. So, uh, yeah. I saw, I saw, um, someone on social media, um, someone on social media was posting, they, um, do, uh, lettuce wrap burgers. Um, but yeah. they actually put stuff on there. Like they put a bunch of vegetables, like tomatoes, grilled mushrooms, grilled onions, Pickles to still, you know, get like a solid taste from it. I've actually been doing that recently with five guys. That's honestly like a huge reason why my weight's been down. Um, I, I recommend it. It's actually, it is like hard to eat because it gets really freaking messy, but it is a hundred percent worth it. Um, well, the, oh, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say, I regularly do not use buns and I haven't for years because I like. The meat of the sandwiches. I don't care about bread unless it's like wonderful, wonderful bread. I do not eat a lot of bread unless it's just like melt in your mouth bread. And I will say that if you don't want to hold it and get messy, use a fork and a knife.
0: (laughs) It's still not (laughs) easy with like a lettuce wrap burger, though.
1: Don't use lettuce. I think lettuce is a waste of taste. Like literally just get your burger, put all the things you want on it, and then cut, you know, use a fork and your knife and you're good. Like you can have like, Like, use, eat your burger like you eat a steak. Just cut it up.
0: Yeah. Um, oh, so about the hospital story. So, um, I go, um, I go to a nearby hospital close to the hotel and, uh, I'm told, like, you know, the doctors, nurses, they speak, they're very fluent in English. I'm like, thank goodness, because I need to, like, I know a little bit of Spanish, not too well, but I definitely, like, I, I need, like, a clear understanding of, like, I knew I needed IVs. and uh, The hotel nurse came to see me, and uh, I didn't even know the hotel had a nurse. But um, all of a sudden, he starts, like, pressing um, on my stomach, and he touches, he puts both his hands, his fingers, essentially on the lowest part of my rib cage and pushes on it as hard as he can and obviously I'm like rea- reacting to that and he's like oh you have uh, you have issues with your stomach I'm like why he's like cuz of your reaction I'm like dude you just pushed on my rib cage I'm going to react He's like, no, no, no. You definitely have issues. We have to do like a radiation. We have to do all kinds of tests. I'm like, what the fuck? And he, he's telling me I have to be there for six hours and it's midnight, mind you. I'm like, I am not staying here overnight over because of that. I'm like, and obviously like I'm trying to like weigh my options here too. Um, I eventually like talk to the doctor. I'm like, I just need the IVs and blood work. That's it. Um, So they did that.
1: Because you're a doctor.
0: Yeah. Um, so the nurse came and did all that and then i asked the um i asked the uh doctor as i was leaving he was pissed that you know cuz i mean listen you have to pay for all that shit i'm not doing that um i'm like so am i going to be able to eat in like a few hours like in the morning in 6 7 hours he's like i can't say, tell you unless we do a radiation i'm like okay screw you <laughs> like you really want do this you- to happen so badly i don't know why
1: do you do you think he meant like x-ray
0: no, he he was talking about radiation.
1: I'm so glad that you you passed on the radiation. Like yeah. WTF? Don't get radiation in a foreign country.
0: No, Jesus Christ, no. Um, this is what I look like. Right there. Uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Who took that picture of you? I don't know. What? Does, does, does I was asleep. Love you. Don't don't take pictures of you like that. No. <laughs> But I'm in the hospital, unless it's like literally my last pictures of ever being alive, don't take pictures of me in the hospital. Okay, like no, uh, I like, do.
0: <laughs> I do think it's weird, and I think um, there was a celebrity years ago who got um, criticized for this because they had a miscarriage, and so they're like sitting on the table crying, oh. and it's like the it's the, the picture is like framed perfectly. I'm like, why? Are you telling someone to take a picture of you crying? And then the people that are like taking picture of holding hands with someone, I'm like, are you, are you really like wanting to hold their hand, or are you doing it for like picture purposes for like the gram or whatever? You know, I, I, I don't Those know. Those are
1: good questions. Those I agree with you. Those are good questions, you. and it could be both. It could be both. You know, <sighs> I mean, like nobody wants to see me crying on a table. Like that's not good gram worthy anything. Um, but you know, I will say that it, because I have had a miscarriage that it is a taboo, um, topic to, to talk about for most people. So good for them for putting it out there because it does need to be talked about because it really is hard to go through. And when nobody will talk to you about it it sucks even worse. So, yeah. so I don't know, maybe she was beautiful too. I bet it was, was it, uh, was it, Oh God, her name, her name, John legend's wife. What's her name? Was it I, her? I
0: don't know who John oh, Legend's wife is. Okay.
1: Okay. I, I can't think of her name right now, but she's awesome. Um, but yeah, I, I actually am um, my husband. Yes, like, it, was, it, was, it was. It was.
0: It was Chrissy Teigen. Yes, I looked it up.
1: <laughs> oh, Teigen. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 So you know what I'm and talking about. And she
1: caught a lot of fun for that. But I yeah. will say she's, she's beautiful. And for people brave enough to share their pain when it does, it will do something good for other people, you know, good for them because like, you know, we just wrote poetry. My seventh graders just wrote poetry and not all of them were happy poems. And somebody was saying like, but it's, it's a sad poem. I'm like, well, that's okay. Because it can be sad. Like there's, there's the season is for everybody. You know what I mean? Like yeah. life is not all happy. It's not all photo gram worthy stuff. And you know, there's a season for all of that, but you're right. It can be awkward for some. I definitely don't want to be crying on a table with my picture taken.
0: Yeah. I... And
1: nobody would see me.
0: Um, well, on that note, <laughs> let's go ahead and wrap things up here. Um, this was uh, definitely a different podcast. So uh, I did not address this at the beginning, but um, I apologize for not doing a farce cast for quite some time. A lot of you guys have been asking about it in the, in the comments on Facebook. Um, and I. here's my thing. Um, I'm not trying to act like the busiest guy in the world, but um, I brought back the Chief Zone this year. So doing that has been busy. Um, I thought I was forever done with it, but it has been 100% worth bringing back. By the way, we will be doing an episode tomorrow morning previewing the Chiefs and Raiders game. So for those who uh, are wondering where that is, uh, because the Chiefs are playing on Monday, we're pushing everything back a bit. Um, uh, But yeah, it's, it's difficult to do two podcasts. I know people who do like three, four, five podcasts, and I just don't know how um especially with everything i've got going on outside of my social media it has been difficult but melody and i have been talking we definitely want to get guests on here people she knows people who i know um excuse me and we definitely want to try to um do some of the things we've done in the past talk about funny stories odd stories whatnot like we have in the past um is there anything you wanted to add to that before we get out of here
1: yes I want to say, Farzine, that I am so proud of you. Like, I remember when I first started following you and like I, I laughed about this because then I, I sent a friend request and you actually accepted. And then I like it was back when you could still poke people and I didn't poke people, but I just thought it was hysterical and awkward and weird. I had just moved to Alaska, so l- little things entertained me. And um, anyway, I have just watched your socials grow. You face some, you know, some adversity you've made it through, but I am so proud to watch your socials grow and, you know, and, and for you to represent the chiefs. I see other people try to imitate that seriously. And, and one thing that you offer is that even killed, you know, personality. You're not, if you're, if you're upset, something really, 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 really wrong happened, but you really give that like, Open-minded perspective, and I appreciate that. A lot of people appreciate that, and I've just again, um, I used to have more Twitter followers than you. You have surpassed me on every level. Okay, I didn't even and know that. I'm, yeah, yeah. I but uh, but yeah, I'm just so proud of you, and I think that what you're doing is great, and I'm just happy to to be along for the ride whenever you want me to, you know, be your partner.
0: Yeah, so, thank you. I appreciate the kind the words. I really do. Um, I will say this: I don't know when the next episode will be. Um, Ideally, in a perfect world, I'd love to do it weekly. But um, with everything going on with football season now, it's not as easy. Um, we this will probably be the last show of twenty twenty three. But uh, once football season uh, is over with, we'll probably be able to do uh, more of these. Like I'd love to do it by week, uh, uh, bi monthly. Um, so maybe you know Mm -hmm. every other week something like that I think would be a lot of fun we'll see, we'll play it by ear Um, the best thing I can say is stay subscribed follow both Melody and I on our social media um, especially on Facebook because that's where it'll be the most and we'll definitely um, you'll get a notification obviously whenever we go live so uh, we're definitely going to work on guests and bring them on and uh, do all that fun stuff so I'm looking forward to it I'm excited to have you on board to do this more often
1: me too and happy holidays and to my friend Andrea. She's still watching. Thank you, because you have all these fans, and I have one. So I just wanted to say thanks, Andrea.
0: Hey, <laughs> right. well, I appreciate it. Merry Christmas to you and your family, Melody. I'm sure we'll you. um, you too. we'll exchange texts on Monday, Christmas texts, and uh, we'll have yeah. our typical uh, Chiefs fireside chats, like uh, like we always do it. every single game day. All right, that's it for Melody and I on this episode of Farscast, episode 108. We're back. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care.